Tawn. Wisdom shared by the housewives and the occasional house husband of Scotland in the pages of the Sunday Post in the 1950s. Whatever will they make of it today? Hello and welcome back to Pass It On with me, Steve and Chris. Today we are, Steve, going to talk about things that we slash you, because you're the It'll only just person be Steve. old enough, <laughs> that you no, miss. honestly, some of the things you will miss too. Maybe. Perhaps. Hmm. Eisel. Oh, how I miss it. Actually, some of them are quite Is it like Eisel? that. Eisel? Eisel, yeah. yeah. Okay. Shiny toilet paper. Yeah, I was thinking idle, and then I was like, no, 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 no. Edelweiss? No, 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 no. <laughs> come back, Connie, come back. <laughs> right, things I miss. Bin lid. To prevent your bin lid blowing away on a windy night, place it upside down on your bin. This prevents the wind getting under the rim. Then put a stone on top of the upside down lid. That was Mrs. H.M. Young, Reed's Buildings, High Street, Bankery. So, should we take this bit by bit? The tip <laughs> itself, yep. turning upside down will do nothing but getting the wind underneath. But putting a stone on top, which you couldn't do unless it was concave, concave yeah. is all good. So the tip itself is perfectly valid. Yeah. Uh-huh. Why the hell did, did you, you miss this? this? <laughs> because... You missed the style of bin is what you mean. Yes, but for a very, very specific reason. Because you could sledge on them. Uh, no, because the handle had a handle on the top, so you couldn't really sledge on it. Yes, you could. In that way. Not with no, that attitude, you couldn't. That. Yes, exactly. <laughs> no, not if you wanted to. You retain. could sit on the front of it in between your bum cheeks. <laughs> no. <laughs> on the top of it, even. <laughs> trays. Metal trays were for sledging with. A car a doors. Bin was. Car doors. Yeah, I've sledged say? on a car door with the glass still God, in God, the there. mean streets are left. No, I know. It's, it, mm. You make it sound like. Have you seen the film Black Hawk Down? <laughs> no. Or make it sound like that. It's like, like, it's like the Bronx. Like Mogadishu literally the Bronx. Um, <laughs> There's nothing. But, I mean, if the director was thinking about filming in the Bronx, you can save himself a packet by filming in Lethem. Lethem yeah. instead, yes. Lethem. Agree. The Bronx. Anyway. Right. No, Sorry. What we had here was a large receptacle in which many things could be fitted into, like small boys, brothers, <laughs> friends. It could be rolled along or down hills, but best of all, what it was was a huge drum, <laughs> and it had a how annoying ribbed. Yeah. It was, yeah. Actually, people don't tolerate noise in the way they, they used to tolerate. I mean, noise. I would if somebody came along crashing on my bin, I would scalp them. <laughs> well, I wouldn't literally. The, but bin, the bins were all left outside people's houses, or sometimes the bin member would come in. But if the, if they were <laughs> well, left outside houses. Come in your garden to oh. take your bin, yeah. But if you had a stick, and uh, all self-respecting small boys had a stick, mm-hmm. as you went along, you gave a bit of a tub thumping as you went, and it was great fun. <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on. I've got a video of Steve singing tub thumping on you karaoke. <laughs> I've I witnessed this video. Yes. Uh-huh. And it we're was, not uh, to save your blushy Steve going to put that on our social media <laughs> channel. In all no, fairness, you can't actually... You've been framed instead. You can't actually hear me. Yeah, you um, But... That was, and it's it's all about making your own entertainment and doing things that were a bit boyish. And you notice nobody ever has a garden fire anymore. 
Or very when you mean a garden a fire, point. do you mean a, like a fire pit thing or like... No, not not a sort of... Uh, Ceremonial con- kumbayaing. Yeah, just mm. burning no. stuff. Just burning stuff Oh, my mum burns garden, stuff all the time. Does she? Yeah, paperwork. Well, where I live... Well, you know the refined heights of Carnoustie. I do indeed, yes, well, we do do that there. But <laughs> you're right, actually. I, as a kid, I remember bonfires in our garden reasonably frequently of, like, garden waste. Yes, we did. We would burn but leaves. I don't think I've seen that for ages. No. My mum definitely burns paperwork and stuff like that. <laughs> in the evidence. Garden. In the garden. She burns evidence. In a drum thing. A burning drum. <laughs> well, I don't know what it's called, but it's a, it's like a metal bin with holes in it. I'll take your word for it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, next. You're going to be surprised at this. Clothes pegs. New clothes pegs should be popped into cold water and brought to the boil. Allow to cool and dry before using. They won't snap or break so easily. Mrs. E. McKinstra, 78 Killoch Drive, Knightswood, Glasgow. What kind of clothes pegs are we talking about? Wooden, Wooden ones. ones with... Metal springs in the middle. Now, I have a particular reason for missing these. What do you mean missing them? They're still a thing. I suppose they are, but I don't do the same thing. I actually use them for hanging up clothes these days. How <laughs> terrible that. What, what happened what to my life? Too proud, Morris. What did you do with them beforehand? You Attach them to your ears and things? No, you would take them apart and you would leave one of the sort of wooden bits. Then you'd get an empty cotton reel and... An elastic band, and you would thread the elastic band through with one of the bits of wood on one side, one of the bits of wood on the other side, then you would wind it up. Mm. And when you set that down, that would perambulate itself along because the, and we used to call that a tank. And it was... Um, Glorifying war again, you see. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, we did, but I used to thoroughly enjoy that and it reminds me massively of my childhood playing with these little tanks as I called them. It was about making your own toys and there wasn't uh, remote controlled tanks or drones or anything that Was your like mum not raging that you ruined her good clothes? No, peg? she would allow us to do this. She knew that this would keep us quiet for <laughs> days <laughs> at a time. My mum would probably be raging if I did that now. What, one clothes peg? Well, not one, but... No, your mum your would think, at last... She's becoming the little boy I always thought she might be. <laughs> Do you hang laundry up outside, Connie? Yeah, when I can. But thing is, like, summer, spring, summer here is so temperamental. Yeah. You hang out at eight o'clock in the morning, could have poured mm. with rain and thrashed with the snow by the time you get home at six o'clock at night, yeah. you know? So I do try to, if I'm like at home all day or whatever, I love when bed sheets have been out on the... Yeah. It smells amazing. Yeah. It smells better, yeah. Um, yeah. So I try. We just got, got a wee whirly gig in our back mm-hmm. uh, garden. Isn't it interesting? You call it a whirly gig. What do you call it? Whirly. I call it a burly. Burly. Mm. You're from Lesson, though. You can't. Oh, speak I just find properly. it interesting. Things like that. Yes. Well, what people call things. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yep. Yep. However, okay. so clothes okay. pegs and metal bins. Metal yeah, bins and enthralled. No steamy walls. A folded cloth placed on top of a saucepan lid when food is boiling absorbs a lot of moisture. This prevents kitchenette walls, etc., being steamed up. Mrs. D. McBain, Ord Cottage, Feshy Bridge, King Craig. 
I mean, what's what he, what's he missing here? Fishy, Wait, fishy, Be- only before you answer, what do you think he's missing? What do you think I'm missing? Steamy walls. What do you think I'm missing? Cooking smells? No, no bizarrely, I'm missing mushy vegetables. <laughs> because what? I know that Brussels sprouts... But not really. Actually, in a way, yeah. Yeah, to be honest. I used to... Maybe it was just because you ate it or you didn't eat it and that was it. But I love slightly overcooked soft Brussels sprouts because I grew up with that. Same with cabbage. None of this sort of uh, al dente sort of nonsense. Uh, Cabbage was cooked until it was cooked. And it was a wee bit soggy and it was... Flavourless. A bit slavery. (laughs) Yeah, it was. Uh But even even today... vitamins leached out into the water. Yeah, yeah, even even today in a restaurant. Or carrots as well. Carrots should be soft enough that you can press your fingers through them. None of this... Al dente sort of half cooked nonsense. I I still feel like complaining when I when I was in a <coughs> restaurant and and the broccoli has crunched to it. You've not bloody cooked it properly, have you? Oh no, see, I don't like mushy broccoli. You know, <laughs> <laughs> Steve actually <laughs> going into this nouvelle cuisine <laughs> restaurant. How do you cook your broccoli, <laughs> Chris? One uh, of the best chop lines ever. Well, my favourite way to eat broccoli is tempura. Okay, no, 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 no. Of course. Normal, normal broccoli. That's just battered broccoli, Steve. I mean, yeah, I know, but it's so, the purpose so of steamed. the broccoli. No, it's yeah. the word tempura. You do it in a microwave or you have a steamer? Uh, I don't have a steamer, but if we have broccoli, it's usually like in a little bag yeah. or microwave bag. I just do some, I don't know anybody that does this, but obviously people do, but everyone I've ever met boils their broccoli and, uh, and it's like, Mushy green. Now, do I like. I like that. No, I that's don't. skilled dinners to me. Yeah, you, I like skilled dinners. The trick you got to do, of course, is cut it so that the th- you put the stem in for longer than the florets go in for. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, you know, if the stem is cooked, the florets are all mushy. Yeah. So I just cut it all up, put it in like a measuring jug, rinse it, pour the water out, microwave for a few minutes, and it's like green and not it's mushy, but not. Farm. Who are these aliens that have invaded Scotland and no, that's done not all these alien. strange things to our food? Do you know that my dad was the first person to commercially grow broccoli in the UK? I did not know that. That's a good so, fact. That's so a I, fact, so yeah. I actually get to decide what happens with broccoli because had it not been for my dad, we wouldn't. I'll, I'll, I'll give it, you that. I'll totally yeah, give you that. I'll, the, I'm considering you, that one as well. Mate. Won the Queen's Export Award that year for it. Very good. Yeah. I've got a photo somewhere on my phone of that. Actually, now I think about it, broccoli didn't appear until I was in my 20s. Easy. What year were you born? 1963. So my dad was 13 at that time, so probably. Yeah. I just got a replacement uh, pot for a little high five there from mm-hmm. Steve. <laughs> that was for your dad. <coughs> That's cute. I've yeah, just got good. a replacement pot for my slow cooker. I love my slow cooker. I want a slow cooker. So we did car. stew yesterday. It was put on about 10 o'clock in the morning. I mm. want a slow cooker. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I find that that would be working two jobs and, you know, busy, you know, commuting, etc. would be a handy, a is, handy we, thing. We got it when our kid was born because our meal times just went out the window and we could never find time to actually prepare food. Yeah. 
because uh, we're both so focused on on wrangling this little thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but with a slow cooker, <laughs> you just obviously put it on, and it's all just sitting there, and it's ready yeah. for hours. Like there's no, t- you know, if you like fry something or or bake something, there's a time at which it is mm. ready. If you don't eat yeah. it, then it's yeah. nasty. But with a slow cooker, it just it sits there for hours, and you can still Amazing. cook like normal things. I think that's kind of what I forget. It's like you don't have to cook different things in a slow cooker. You can just cook like macaroni cheese in a slow cooker if you wanted to you know well that's a bad example but you know you know like you don't necessarily have to be difficult with I think slow cooked stew should be a uh, fast food well obviously prepared the day before but I'm going to change my name to Stuart and start a fast food pop-up shop Stew Stews 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 yeah exactly and I'll serve people up stew on tatties and uh, and this will go down the, wonderfully the, well. The tram in the city centre mm. uh, does stovies. Yeah, not the same thing though. It's not stews, stews, is it? Stews, stews. Do you <laughs> mean? We are just going to have a little break here and we'll be right back. After some stew. There are a thousand topics of conversation in these Pass It On books that we base this podcast on, you know, and we sell them. Just go to dcthompsonshop.co.uk and at checkout, enter the code. Darning to get 20% off. Here's your bonus ad break tip. Don't throw away that old loofah. Use it for cleaning the oven. It holds scouring powder better than a cloth and is easily cleaned afterwards. I'm afraid the conceit uh, that we're going to go away for stew was a pure pure fiction, but Bye. I'm quite disappointed because <laughs> uh, I quite want some yeah. stew. I've and got I, a chicken pie in my bag. We could have that. And I've, I've got stew at home. Pie in my bag. <laughs> it's <a> euphemism, isn't <laughs> it? Emergency <laughs> chicken pie. In case of emergency break bag. Yeah. Oh, well, you never know when you might be getting. Give us more, Mister Finnan. Right. Okay. Antifreeze. Put a teaspoonful of glycerine in the toilet cistern overnight. It helps to prevent the water freezing. Mrs. M. White, 38 St. Magdalene's Road, Perth. What on earth can you possibly miss about that? Breaking a cold... The, it'll, it'll <laughs> be breaking the ice on the toilet, he'll miss. <laughs> it's close, actually. I miss the cold because <laughs> I honestly do. I certainly, all through my childhood, my mother and father didn't have central heat until I was about 17 or 18 and close to moving out. But there was ice on the inside of the bedroom windows when you woke up in the morning. And when you went out to do your milk round or paper round, you could stamp on the ice. And there was something honest and refreshing about it being cold. And you snuggled up in your bed and... And never got out. I would literally never get out <laughs> if it was that cold. It was very, very cold. And once you'd sort of finish your breakfast and your ablutions that you were forced to do in the morning... Your mother had warmed your duffel coat by the the fire and you got to put your duffel coat on and it was all cosy. And I loved that sort of thing. In fact, I put it to you, gents, there is nothing better. And, and you. Honorary gent. <laughs> you're an honorary gent, yes. Because you're so tall. <laughs> what does that make you then? <laughs> Not very. <laughs> but, for instance, after you come out of the shower mm-hmm. and you're... Freezing. Uh-huh. And your, your goon is on the radiator. It's a lovely feeling to put yeah. on your goon. But a duffel coat that's warmed all the way through, out to face the cold, 
absolutely wonderful, mm. guys. There's nothing actually stopping you doing uh, rec- reclaiming this. Yeah. No, well, no, actually, maybe no. Mrs. Finnan might be stopping uh, him. Yeah, too. Uh, <laughs> my family is stopping me doing this. But to be honest, guys, I liked it. I can't remember the last time I saw my own breath in the air because you're outside in the park speaking to your mates and you're looking up at the stars and wondering, wow, does anybody live up there? You're your own worst enemy, though, because you drive a large, luxurious <laughs> car. <laughs> no. Back on the overcompensating thing, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Which insulates you from the cold. Yeah, you yeah. could walk. Walk or cycle? I could do those things, I know, but um, I don't know. There's but, something but, but nice. Uh, There's something wonderful about your childhood memories of cold and snow and ice. And mm. I cannot remember the last time I went out and my school used to have a, a playground that was tarmacked over, but it was on a slope. And when it was icy, we would go out and you would slide down there. I remember that. I remember my school. And we all did that. that. I remember my school teacher putting salt on it at oh, one point because spoils. Yeah, that's. I think there was a because it slid down towards the wall, <laughs> <laughs> and I think a kid did actually smack their head off it. Yeah, they did, and that <laughs> taught that yes, child something about physics, I believe. <laughs> I even now I'm tempted to get dressed in my bed in the morning because it's freezing, and I oh, have my heating on all night. My heating is on twenty four seven. You're kidding me on. No, I'm not honestly joking. I am a cold tie. Cold hands, warm heart. <laughs> I've just paid my quarterly gas and electricity bill so there'll mm. be no heating in the house. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Quite like to. That's it. Winter's over. Spring is here. Right, I kind of remember, I, I, I kind of get what you're saying, Steve. Not with the vegetables, to hell with that. Those are mm. horrible. <laughs> but with the cold. But then again, I also at the same time remember being a, a Wayne and the cold being physically painful. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Um, and especially like if you've got like it, woolen gloves were a and stupid, stupid invention because the wool would get wet and then that would get Frostbite. cold um, yeah. I remember my ears stunning mm. with the cold as well yeah. Yeah. stunning but does that really nowadays I know this is totally voltafaccia we've totally gone the wrong way but um, don't you remember that with some affection no. yeah as I say I, I, I do I, 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 I no. don't I, I remember sledging and Thinking I was honestly dying of hypothermia. But the, the flip side is, I we've talked in this podcast before about how much I love my electric blanket, and I do mm. electric under blanket, and I do like uh, if that's on getting cold in order that I can get the get the benefit uh, in order that yeah. when I slip yeah. in between the sheets <laughs> like a little panini in the press. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> do you? Hang on, what was I going to say? Who knows? Who are you? Why are you oh, here? yes. Goonies. Right, uh-huh. okay. So, Dressing gowns. Yeah. Do, this is, the, this is the thing, right? So I put my towel on one side of my reheated rail and my goonie on the other side, right? When you come out of the shower, do you use the towel and then put your goonie on? Because I know people that just put their goonie on straight away and then oh, I just no, like, no, you must be like up. soggy. Yeah. In fact, I, I put the towel over the top of the... Uh, shower wall mm-hmm. and uh, we have a big double shower which uh, <laughs> 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 but you hang it over the wall and then when you get out you're actually Goonies made of that strange shiny material they don't hold the heat anything like shiny material 
Well, I, I was bought a new Goonie against my will, I have to say. Uh-huh. And it wasn't a sturdy Terry Towling <laughs> number. It was not, no. And it, it didn't have the same thickness and it didn't smell the same either. What stench. <laughs> <Dear God. laughs> it is funny how you get like attached to one Goonie. Do you have a Goonie, Chris? I do have a Goonie. Only you, one. Do you live in it? I've got three. Wow. You've got three? Yeah, but one is definitely a favourite. The others Why are just other for, for when the other one's in the wash. Shall I give you another one? Go on. Oh, please. For invalids. For invalids or children in bed, use a tray cloth cut out of plastic foam rubber. If anything is spilled, it's quickly absorbed and the cloth easily cleaned. It also prevents plates, etc. from slipping about. Miss Murdoch, care of Mackay, 117 Dalry Road, Edinburgh. I mean, what on earth, apart from being brought jelly and ice cream in bed, could you possibly miss? I miss precisely that. On a, Is it? A very, a, a cold morning, sometimes my mother or father would, would do breakfast in bed, or if you were ill, or pretending to be ill, <laughs> you would be brought something in bed, and there is something absolutely decadent about uh, breakfast in bed, isn't there? Yeah, there, there is. is. There is. I haven't had breakfast in bed for God knows how. No, I, no, I cannot mm. remember the last time I had it either. Me neither. No. You could take it in turns to do it for each other. Chap, chap, chap. I do remember though, um, before our daughter was born, we'd sometimes, we'd, my wife and I got into the habit of, on a, on a weekend, we'd get some toasted tea cakes. Mm-hmm. One of us would leap out of bed. I say leap. <laughs> going to make the sea cakes. out of bed, yeah. <laughs> Bring them back and After a bitter battle over whose <laughs> yeah. turn it was, yeah. But that was, um, we'd we'd stuck a telly at the bottom of our bed as well, so we'd, yeah. we'd watch some Netflix or something. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then when her daughter was born, that all went out the window. Yeah, I bet it did. I bet it did. Right, in a similar-ish vein. Practical hint. If you do not have a rotary beater, tie two forks back to back. This makes an excellent whisk. Mrs. M. Denton, 33 West Avenue, Bulkwell, North Shields. Makes sense, I would say. I quite like that. Yeah. I mean, one one fork would probably That's the be thing. enough. That's what I'm, I'm trying to work out how I much. guess maybe it depends on what you were mixing, if it was a thick cake batter or whatever, as opposed to an egg. Is it just for like cream, like whipping, like proper whipping? I don't know. Don't know? i tell you what I miss. I miss my mother and father being able to solve every problem and just looking after me and my brothers and doing everything. And I, since I've grown up and they have now died, nobody looks out for you in the same way. It's really quite grim, guys. Yeah. That's a sad thing to say. Mm -hmm. It is. And it's certainly, it's one of those, you know, uh, people take the make out of millennials and their complaints about adulting. But adulting is hard. It is, yep. And it's not about like the big decisions. It's not about the money. It's just about the fact that the day-to-day you, life. you are relying on yourself. Yeah. yeah. There's nobody else going to do it for you. Mm-hmm. And I... Until you you're miss, older and your kids indeed. do it for you. And, so, well, but you, you don't miss your uh, mum and dad until they're not there. Mm-hmm. That's a terrible thing to say. It's yeah. true. Absolutely true. Take it for granted, don't you? You do. Right, speaking about taking things for granted, this is something my mother taught me and I've kept up doing. Teacups. To prevent teacups from becoming stained, always pour the milk in first. 
This is Jay Gray on 42 Wilson Avenue, Falkirk. And to this day, I put the milk in first. That offends me greatly. <laughs> because that's a load of well, are puppycock. You, are, you, are you making the tea in a teapot? No. Um, okay. No, I would, I would suggest either way, whether you're in a teapot or whether you're using a tea bag and one cup, you put the milk in first. Well, no. You can suggest no. all you like, but you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Why? That's because you like pissy water tea. Have you seen it? It's like... I do. And as we've discussed, as we've said on this podcast, that is the fault of the Second World War. And rationing. So you say, but you weren't alive in the Second World War. You were born (laughs) 20-odd years after the Second World War. Yes. Well, then. Uh, No, if you've got a teapot, then fine. Milk in first if you want, because the tea will have brewed well. Yes. But I think the the fat in milk retards the brewing process. And also, it'll it'll cool the water so it won't brew properly. But how can you judge exactly how you like your tea by just looking at the water? You need to get the milk no. in first and then you judge the strength. That's an absolute ridiculous thing to say. I mean, apart from... Uh, I think we should do a poll. As we have said on this podcast before, if I have tea, I either have really nice Earl Grey or Darjeeling or something black, or I have builders with three tea bags. Mm. And I'm, at that point, I'm not finessing the shade of my tea I just wanted to be as close to terracotta as possible. Yeah, I, I like it, kind of. Have you seen that chart that's like the different colours of tea and the different colours of toast? No. Okay, let's, uh, let's I don't get like, it. I don't like burnt toast either. No, I don't like burnt toast. Or well-fired toast. I like it golden brown. My, I would go for light brown. Have you got one more before I'll do we you one more, finish right? up? Chalk. Keep a stick of white chalk, as used for school blackboards, in the box with your trinkets. It prevents tarnishing. Miss M.B. Brown, 1039 Tollcross Road, Tollcross, Glasgow. guess it's absorbent, maybe? It's just absorbing the... It the... possibly is. Keeps it all dry. But that's what I miss is... The chalk. The chalk. Yeah. yeah. And to be honest, I miss school. I thoroughly enjoyed school. Oh. So, but I think I think I'm right in saying that you know people who say oh chalk's not like it used to be. I think that's actually true. Yeah. Yes. I think you know we, there used to be a, a we've since exhausted some supply of chalk, and mm. so the, the chalk that you remember from your childhood probably isn't yeah, what you'd have yeah. these days. The texture of chalk makes me feel a little bit sick, actually. Does it? Yeah, it's a and scratchy and oh. it's a little bit peculiar. Yeah, it's oh, a weird. No. I find chalk weird. <laughs> it's a weird thing. You think? Yeah. Do you, ever get, do you get weirded out, you know, thinking about what it is? You know? Like powdery. Yeah, to dead animals. I feel like it's like dead shellfish. squished up. I know it's not, but squished up and ground together talcum powder. <laughs> and then and then I think, oh, it must taste like talcum powder. And then I think, oh. <laughs> Have you ever thanks. tasted it? No. What colour? Uh, Top uh, and bottom. We will put okay, this on our social six. channels. I knew you were going to say one in six. You are literally the world's worst. What would you have, Chris? Milk toast. Uh, I do like milk toast. So uh, I would go for a three and a... Three and a three, probably. Oh my God, me too. I'm three and three as well. If you've burnt your toast that much, you've taken all the moisture out of the bread and it becomes a sort of... Just the man who... (laughs) Just the man who mangles bread. It's ridiculous. (laughs) I know. I'm three and three as well. Well, you're odd. No, you're odd. You wouldn't have survived one, the Second World War. One. You're saying one for toast. I mean, it's literally 
bread. Yeah. In order for any of the last four minutes to make sense, please go to the Pass It On oh, yeah. Pod on Twitter where we'll put this image up. Otherwise, you'll have no yeah, idea. It's We're just, just a, shouting a colour numbers. chart of, uh, of tea and toast colours. Anyway, I think uh, that is enough about what Steve misses because, frankly, Chris and I don't miss it at all. Um, <laughs> Join us for more madness or possibly genius from the households in Scotland from the 1950s and for more nonsense from us here in Scotland today. See you soon. Hello, Chris here. And I hope I can assume that if you've reached this part of the podcast, you've enjoyed what you've been listening to and not that you've been the victim of some terrible vinegar related incident at home and been unable to press the pause button on your podcast player. If you have, there's a few things that you might like to do. The first is to buy those books that the Pass It On series is based on. And just to reiterate what Steve said, if you use the discount code DARNING at checkout on dcthompsonshop.co.uk, you'll get a 20% discount on all the books. You can also leave us a review or a rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And most important of all, and the thing that means the most to us, spread the word. Make sure other people discover the joy of the Pass It On books as well by recommending this podcast to them. Whatever you've done though, whether you do none of that or all of that, we've loved having you listening and thank you so much. We'll see you next time.